With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Do, do, do. We're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. Well, if you get there, unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. So, um,. I think there's things in sports, okay? There's things in sports which we like to try and make relatable, but they're not really relatable. You know, and that's kind of like, I want to, if you ask me what Colin Cowherd's gift is, I would say that he uses, in his mind, real life analogies. And we'll do that some here as well, but he'll use real life analogies to equate to sports. But sometimes it's just hard because oftentimes it's 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 not really relatable, right? I guess my question is: Had you ever heard of Foster Moreau until last night? Now, look, if you're listening in Louisiana, you know he's a Jesuit guy. You know he went to LSU and played for the t- Fighting Tigers. You know. Um, he played mostly special teams and was a blocking tight end, you know, and uh, his senior year, he was on the Mackey Award list and he caught 22 passes. He finished his career with 52 receptions, um, 52 receptions. was a fourth round pick, you know, goes to the Raiders, but again, really more of a blocking tight end as opposed to Darren Waller, who became their pass catching star. And of course, Darren Waller left for the Giants. And Moreau left for the New Orleans Saints. Last night, end of the game, if you watched on Amazon, um, they blew it. They blew it. He had what would have been a potential game-tying or game-winning touchdown reception. They were down seven uh, with, I don't know what it was, 20 seconds to go or so. Uh, He was open in the back of the end zone, and the ball bounced off his hands, and he was inconsolable afterwards here's here's Murrah after the game yeah you know it's tough it's uh you know 
front of every man, woman, and child I've ever I've ever known. You know, um, it's a it's a you know it's a it's a dark place to be. It's the National Football League. Um, it doesn't come down to one play, but it comes down to one play. Um, the team fought. The team fought as hard as, as we did, and um, it's just unacceptable. It's just How difficult were the possible? Because it didn't look like necessarily a routine play, but no, it's they pay us to do a job. It's like it's it's routine. It was it was the right throw. It was the right read. I, I ran a little short on the route. I kind of I I thought it, I I thought something different, and I, that's a short week. That's a um, lack of focus, lack of concentration. So, if you wondered why the pass was a little bit off, there's your answer as to why. But it hit him in the hands. He bobbles it on fourth down, and they lose the game. And it's one of those things like. In Disney movies, it always felt like Moreau catches that ball. Hometown kid of Jesuit, goes to LSU, drafted by the Raiders, comes back with the Saints, Thursday night football, come back, catch the touchdown, hell, put a statue up of him outside. But as we've come to learn, like, that's not how it works in real life. It's a little bit like, do you guys remember the TV show, uh, I think it's called, was called What Would You Do? Do you guys ever remember that TV show? And it was like, I'll give you an example. There would be a baby stroller rolling backwards down a hill and somebody pretending to chase after it and would roll by people who were sitting like in an outdoor restaurant area eating. And they'd do it, you know, three or four times and some people would get up and stop the stroller and save it from sheer death. Some people would just like watch it. And the idea behind it is everyone thinks they're that person that will do the right thing. Everyone thinks they're the person that will stop the stroller or they're the person that would catch the ball in the end zone and have the celebration. You've even probably done the crowd noise thing when you were a kid playing with your brother or your sister on a football field. (sighs) And Foster Moreau catches the touch and the Saints win like literally has probably done that. The problem with it is not everybody pulls it off. In what seems routine, especially now they got those gloves that are you feel like they're so tacky there's no way you drop it. Now these guys you watch guys in pregame warmups and they catch it with one hand, they catch it with a pinky, they catch it no look, they do whatever they can. But there is something about pressure and competition in the moment. And you start thinking about all that other stuff instead of thinking about just catching the football. You know, just catching the football. And you could say, well, that's why he's been a blocking tight end. Or like the famous football line is always, that's why he plays defense when a guy drops a a surefire interception. But there's, just like I said, there's three types of people in this world with injuries. You know, when you see a nasty injury, one person doesn't want to see it at all. One person, I want to see it once just to catalog it. One person, I can't see it enough. We have the same thing here. You know, you're going to have people that you're like, eh, bad game, whatever. Never heard of them. Doesn't matter. You're going to have people that are like, are you kidding? How can you drop that ball? You su-. Then you have per- people that are empathetic. Man, I can't believe I'm being that guy. But the best part to that sound 
is if you if you if you take the Micah Parsons, you're only supposed to be positive sort of thing. The way that Moreau talked about it was the way that it is talked about in real football. It's unacceptable. It's not okay. The crazy part about that opportunity is I don't know if he ever gets another chance at a touchdown reception on fourth down, let alone to win a game. Right? It was, oh, it was, so, sorry, it was third. So, okay, that was third down, fourth down, but there's, they didn't come close. But to, to drop that ball, I'm going to go out of my way and say, like, will he have a chance at a game-winning catch of that magnitude in that kind of last 30-second sort of thing again? Like, you want to think, hey, that's a mistake he'll never make again, and then you think that's a mistake he'll never make again because he'll never get that opportunity. Byer, when you saw that, there's only really two feelings. That were you mad or were you empathetic towards him dropping it? Well, I I kind of wanted the game to go into overtime, so I was. It's I okay. Was, oh, Does it, your, yeah. your logic, whatever whatever makes you feel that way, makes you feel yes. that way, right? So what was your? Did you go like, go? Like, what are you? How can you drop that? Or you like, man, I feel bad for that dude. No, I just said, well, that's the game because they're sure yeah. as heck not going to get a better opportunity on fourth down. And they didn't. Like that was that was their chance. And then as it kind of sinks in when you see the opportunity where they didn't have a chance on fourth down, the pass to Olave was was very well defended, but also just only gave them one opportunity. I didn't love that play call. That's where it seemed to have the air come out of it. And then you see how you know devastated he was on the sideline. Then you think the guy came back from lymphoma this offseason. Like you, Doug, do you talk about the Hollywood ending? Like, this is also a team, like the Steve Gleason blocked punt. Yeah. And now, you know, his, you know, battle that is, you know, at the forefront, like that is what we associate with the New Orleans Saints. Here's another Hollywood ending where you could have had, maybe they, maybe then they kick the extra pointer, they go for two, whatever the case is, for everything that you laid out, for him coming back from lymphoma. And being able to play in an NFL game and then do it on that stage. And I know it's Amazon, but still, the Hollywood ending is prime time in the NFL. Yeah, that all kind of then ended up falling into place afterwards. But immediately, to just answer your question, I was like, well, that's over with. Their game's done. Should have caught it. Even told my wife, look at where this hit him. Right in the hands. Right in the hands. Right. It's so funny. Like, I... I tweeted out, hit him in a bad spot. And people are like, what are you talking about? Hit him in the hands, dude. Kick a bit. Like, it was a, it's a Sarcasm. joke. Yeah. Sarcasm. And I thought everybody knew that line. Hit him right in a bad spot, right in the hands. There's also, like, this game, honestly, I felt, uh, you know, Jacksonville kept on letting the Saints in. And, like, time, you know, time in the first half, there was, like, an exchange. There was a Christian Kirk fumble, and then there was a muff punt, and, like the Saints really weren't playing well enough to have been in this game. And then all of a sudden they get in the game and four minutes left and Jacksonville scores. And now you actually then put together a drive where the Saints come back. Like there's at at some point I just felt like Jacksonville probably wasn't destined to win this game for how much they dominated it. And then for it to end like that was just it was such a weird feeling. Because Jacksonville was the better team, I felt no last night. Yeah. No question. No question. There, there's some weird stuff in that game, but then the. Did you see the. 
the block on Jacksonville's last touchdown. Did you see that? I forget the wide receiver. I'm not sure if it was Ridley. Who block, and he got he ended up getting three guys. He blocked one guy who then like it was almost like a, a, a bowling pin, and he knocked out two guys running back. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, did he just block three guys? And then we watch replay. Like he blocked three guys. Block three guys. That's exactly what happened. So good. So good. That was fun. It was a fun night of sports with, with the baseball games. And then, of course, uh, with the football games, we had uh, baseball again tonight. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, how about that? Like, and it wasn't like the lymphoma was like 10 years ago. It was, wasn't it March? Yeah, it was Fire, this offseason. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, he had to take some time away from football. He's back with the Saints. I mean, literally, he's a New Orleans guy, right? And drops the ball in what would have been a game. I, I do wonder if they would have gone for two or gone to overtime. You know, some of these coaches play for overtime. Just go win the game. But whatever. Um, could have been a game-winning catch or a game-tying catch, whatever. I understand that the actual extra pointer that go for two would have been the winning or whatever. That much on the line. And he was wide open. Regardless of the depth of the route, regardless of it was a perfectly thrown ball, it hit him in the mm-hmm. hands, and he was open to win the game. And, you know, it's funny because there was foreshadowing on this show yesterday. It wasn't the topic, the Saints of the Red Zone. And they had problems last night. And so when you don't convert on the third down, you know that this team isn't good in these situations anyway. So, you know, there was like there was there was no chance, but it was a perfect foreshadowing from yesterday's show on how the Saints have struggled in this situation. And even when they get it right, uh, they don't uh, get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their VetaSign test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 
Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Football fans, be sure to tune into Fox Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. They'll walk you right up to kickoff both Saturdays and Sundays and hit all the key storylines with all their best bets. You can listen to Countdown to Kickoff weekend mornings beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays, right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, again, presented by BetMGM. Um, listen, we, we got Mark Dominic who will join us upcoming. I the It's not any question the biggest game of the weekend is Dolphins-Eagles. It's not because it's a potential Super Bowl preview, I guess. Um, you have this incredible offense of the Dolphins going against defense, uh, one that you'd think, at least on that defensive front, can get after Tua, make him move, and he's not as good when he moves. And maybe make him throw outside the numbers, deep outside the numbers, not his strength. But then, of course, you have the backstory between Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, where, you know, Tua beat him out in the national championship game. Right, Jalen Hurts had been the starter. It was SEC Freshman of the Year. Tua comes in, sits, waits, as in the in the the championship game. Right, he comes in and um, and kind of changes history. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts stays. You know, Jalen Hurts stays at Alabama for the next season. And there's all sorts of talk of a quarterback controversy and. Uh, Hertz handled it at least outwardly as well as anybody could possibly handle such a thing. Anybody could handle such a thing. Um, re- remember, like Jalen Hurts, who wasn't seen as a great thrower, but had a historic freshman year. He right? threw for 2,780 yards, 23 touchdowns. He ran for nearly 1,000 yards. Right? Had a great Iron Bowl. And uh, he was... He, you know, he was. They were undefeated in that regular season, and they lost. Um, they lost to what Clemson in the national championship game. Right? And then you fast forward all the way to the 2018 SEC championship game. Like they're in the SEC championship game. Guy's been a starting quarterback for three years, and um, uh, then he comes back and he relieves to a tongue of Iowa. I, it was cra- it's just crazy the things that had that had happened had changed right like in the national championship game he gets benched in the SEC championship game Tua gets hurt Tua, Tua got hurt and he replaces him then he goes to Oklahoma and has an outstanding year becomes a second round draft pick and now he was the guy who got the big contract extension as opposed to Tua who didn't get his fifth year picked up like the you know, is it a Venn diagram? That's what has the circles that intersect, right? Their personal storylines are so different and so interesting and, of course, so intertwined. I do think Jalen Hurts should go back to that, I think it was the 2018 National Championship game, right? M- remember, like, he gets replaced. He gets pulled at halftime and replaced and replaced by Tua. Tua comes in, saves the day, wins the game. And um, he, the way in which he handled it was, was I had better do than I was, you know? I, I don't know if I'd be a powder, but just having joy for a teammate to succeed and your team to succeed and being able to verbalize that and make you at least think, I don't know if he's telling the truth, but I'm buying it. 
Byer, you've been watching college football for your entire life. You're like me. Like, we grew up on college sports. Can you recall anything like that? No. Um, not with, you know, there there have been, gosh, you know, I, I remember when, uh, was it uh, Florida State um, played Tennessee for, like, the national championship, and they had to sure. use a backup quarterback, um, you know, in that title game. Like, there's, to have, like, two levels of, of guys like that on a team, crazy. And then to have the success of their careers be intertwined and meet at these certain, uh, you know, certain crossroads, if you will. Yeah, never. And then, but also, I think, I mean, it doesn't, it shouldn't go unnoticed the way that Jalen handled it, right? I mean, the guy is unbelievable whether it's real or whether it's whether he knows how to work the media i don't care i've never seen anybody at i mean nfl quarterbacks aren't that graceful there's never been a dude that gets pulled in the nfl guys that get pulled in high school don't act that way i mean i think that's a big part of the story doug gottlieb show fox sports radio let's welcome in mark dominic he joins us he spent 20 years in front offices and scouting in the national football league um Mark, what was your what was your eval? Let, let's start with with Jalen Hurts. What did you think of Jalen Hurts as a prospect coming out of Oklahoma? Well, I did. You know, I thought there was a reach there. I'll be honest. I mean, a lot of people said, you know, um, you know, is he going to be able to be a you know an accurate quarterback? Or you know, people saw the leadership. People knew he was a great kid that way, and how he's handled the adversity. Everybody was very impressed with that. I think it was more of how accurate is he going to be at the next level with the football. And I think that's where he dropped to the bottom of the second round, how he rose and had confidence in him. But I think it was easily one of those things where I think a lot of people were just not sure if he was going to be able to be an accurate quarterback and he's proven everybody wrong. Uh, what about Tua Tungavailoa? I think the only thing on Tua is there's certain coaches who don't like left-handed quarterbacks. And that automatically eliminates you. And it's, it's bizarre, right? You're like, well, Steve Young was really good. You know, but there's coaches that are like, I don't want to have to do everything left-handed. And therefore, the odds of me being right with a left-handed quarterback, I'd rather go to a different quarterback. Tua, um, I think he's a guy that clearly the, the you know, Miami Dolphins did believe in, and he continues to pay everybody off. But they have done a really – Chris Greer, the general manager, uh, has done a really good job of surrounding Tua with a lot of talent. And, I mean, it's hard not to look at it, right, when you look at their roster and, you know, they've really tried to shuffle this offensive line around to figure it out. But Tua, his worst enemy has been his health, and he's shown to be very healthy this year. He did a lot of training, as I'm sure you've talked about and a lot of people have talked about, to stay on the football field. If he can do that, you know, this Dolphins team is going to fight the Buffalo Bills all the way for the NFC or AFC uh, East crown. Uh, okay, what do you think about the matchup Sunday night? I mean, I, I feel like, uh, well, I don't, in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Yours does. What do you think about the matchup? <laughs> well, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think that the Dolphins have so much speed, and as long as they can keep their speed demons healthy, it's hard for the Eagles to handle it, uh, regardless of how good the Eagles are. I just feel like the Dolphins have done such a good job consistently in terms of taking advantage of what they have on that roster, how to, how to put it to work, and then how to uh, attack other teams. Uh, it, it's going to be an uphill battle, I think, for the Eagles. I mean, you look at the Dolphins. I know they had the anomaly game, I guess, against Denver where they scored 70. But, I mean, even you take that game out of it, they're still averaging over 30 points every game. And, you know, 
I think that to because they can run the ball consistently, they can throw the ball consistently, they've got a good blend. You look at them, they're almost 55-45, and so that's really nice to be able to have a team that can throw the ball you know, the way they do but also run the ball. So I, I like the Dolphins in this one, actually, because I think, again, the speed is real for the Dolphins, and the defense is playing pretty good. This Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of uh, of Mark Dominic, of course, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20, 25 years in the National Football League, front offices, scouting, you you name it. Um, last night could have been a Disney ending, right? I mean, you have a you have Moroke. He he had lymphoma. He's from New Orleans. He played at LSU. He comes back. Third down. Ball hits him in the hands. You know, it's one of those where I'm watching it and thinking, well, that's a mistake he'll never make again. And then I look at his career and I'm like, he'll probably never get that opportunity again. What's it like when you're the player, you put him in that position? Obviously, he's more of a blocking guy than a catching guy. Will he get another opportunity like that? Or do you simply go like, nah, he ain't it. We move on. Well, you know, I thought about that. And then the next play, Foster's still on the football field on the next play to try to score you know, a touchdown or at least be part of the final play. So the coaches didn't pull him off and say, hey, look, you're off. And, and, you know, you're going to – internally, Foster's going to beat himself up for a long time. I was at Saints camp before the season started, and there was a lot of excitement about Foster and what he's bringing to this team. And, you know, sometimes guys just get their hands placed in the wrong way. I felt like he didn't get his hands out there quick enough and he had them in the wrong direction and he didn't make the play. I also didn't love the final call. Uh, you know, you, you got one shot and you're throwing a very, very low percentage ball uh, to the sideline that is a hard ball to you know complete. And so I didn't love their final decision also with the, the play they called. So I loved the third call and the player didn't come up with it. And the fourth down call, I think the coaches messed up and said, hey, let's do a, a, a 15% throw instead of trying to find something across the middle or what Kamara had done the entire game in terms of catching the ball. I just feel like they messed up on that call. Yeah. Yeah, and you end up losing a game that you could have stolen because I, I think Jacksonville ends up uh, at Jacksonville is the better team. Speaking of Jacksonville, I don't know if you've looked at their schedule. With that division being where it is, I mean, this, this is a team that they're on a run right now, could end up as the one seed with the AFC with so much else in question. What do you think of how Jacksonville's playing? Yeah, I've been very impressed. I mean, obviously, I think, you know, good wins the last couple of weeks. I mean, you beat the Buffalo Bills, you beat the Colts, you know, you take care of the, the New Orleans Saints, and, you know, two of those teams were front runners when they played them. Uh, Buffalo and New Orleans were kind of leading their division. I know the Saints were kind of tied up a little bit based off of the Tampa that hadn't played an extra game. But, you know, they've swept the Colts already, which is a big thing. Uh, you know, they lost the Chiefs, which I think will come back and haunt them on being in one seat. But I think there are games down the stretch here when they play basically uh, December football, They've got the Bengals, they've got the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see what Tampa Bay is. But those four games, I think, are going to be kind of an eye-opener for them, a little bit more to say, can they handle it? But I think the schedule, to your point, you've got the Panthers. You've got you know, a Steelers team that's okay. You've got a 49ers team has got to stay healthy. But you've got the Titans, you've still got twice, who haven't played well. And so I think there's easy, like, you can get to 11 wins here, maybe 12, and you can get maybe the three seed, maybe the two seed, which would be you know, a nice thing to have in Jacksonville for sure. I'm I'm looking at some of these other games, and I'm wondering when you saw the Niners struggle. Granted, you lose to Christian McCaffrey; it's going to change you. Uh, but when you saw, him, did it change your eval of Brock Purdy? No, I mean everybody's allowed to have a bad game. It was a shock that Brock Purdy played that way. But we talked about it last week, Doug. Right? We talked about the health of the 49ers, and they had been so healthy up to that point. 
And because they're a healthy team, when they're healthy, they're deadly. But now they start to creep up some injuries, and sure enough, you have some injuries, and suddenly well, you've got a chance where, okay, now you're not going to have the production or you're going to have some struggles in terms of winning the game. And that's where they are. And so now they can't have these injuries mount up. And if they do, I think it's going to really hurt this 49ers team, not to knock them out of the postseason or anything crazy like that, but certainly from maybe being the one seed that they looked like they were just a week ago. Penalties have killed the Chargers' defense, right? They they did such a good job against the Cowboys, and yet really what, you know, a broken play and a couple penalties is what triggered their last touchdown drive. How much of that is coaching? How much is that is on the players? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's, it, it, it definitely has to do with the players in terms of, like, uh, you know, what they are, what they can do. Uh, you know, I still feel like of all the teams, I expect the Chargers to kind of come back around and find a way to the postseason, uh, you know, be the two seed probably in the West. But I, I just – I still believe too much in that football team, the quarterback. And I think all in all that they're going to come together and that, that team's going to kind of make a midseason run where they're going to, they're going to stroll four or five wins together and suddenly they're going to be back to the team I think they were. Just kind of like the Bengals at the start of the season – didn't look normal, but they're starting to kind of work themselves into back. Into, okay, this is the Bengals that we expected during the season. So that's the one team I'd sit there and say, you know, it's not an easy schedule. It's not an easy climb for them. But I think the Chargers still are a team that I would not rule out. And I think that are going to be a postseason team when it's all said and done. Yeah. Do you, what, what do you think's wrong with Justin Herbert? I don't know if anything's wrong with Justin Herbert in, in terms of, you know, I still think he's a great player. He's got his contract, everything's set. I, I think that what's, what's here is it's a Chargers team that I think has tried to figure out, um, you know, the little parts of the game where Justin, I think, is maybe missing a couple throws, but he's still, the completion percentage is there. I just feel like they're still trying to find the Keenan Allen makes his plays, isn't going to beat you with deep speed, but is going to beat you with his routes. You know, Williams obviously down, but it's not. When you look at the receiver core, and we talked about the Dolphins, there isn't a vertical presence that's like, wow, look at Palmer. Like, I like Palmer. He's a good player for them. But, you know, the tight end room, Gerald Everett, he's not going to beat you down the seam. So that's what I think they're missing, that one element to say, hey, look, I can go vertical on you at any moment, and now you're in trouble and you better back up. And I think that that's what they've been able to do. So they've been able to be at the line of scrimmage a little bit more, and that's helped them kind of hold the game tight, I think, better than before. The other thing I'd sit there and say is, you know, they've done a – they're not taking the ball away as much as I thought they might uh, or having those big negative impact plays. I know they're getting sacks on the quarterback, but they're not really getting those big impact plays, I thought, in terms of takeaways. And if that comes around, I think that'll help this team as well. Um, there's a lot of discussion about Jared Goff. And, you know, look, I carry some of the bias that talk to the Rams people, and their frustration was he just would not take the explosive plays that they dialed up for him. Now, in Detroit, you know, they kind of celebrate the fact he doesn't turn it over, but he can be very conservative. Where are you on your eval on Jared Goff? He's doing it two years in a row, and he's making good decisions. I know, you know, so far he's got the three turnovers. He's got no lost fumbles, so he's been able to hold on to the football well in the pocket. But, you know, in terms of throwing the ball down the field, you know, his average per attempt is over eight yards or eight yards right now, which is good. And no one's complaining about that, but it's also his sack totals are only 10. So he's doing a good job of getting the ball out and making good decisions with the football. Now, part of that's Amon St. Brown, right? I mean, that's what his career is, is going to be spurt the ball over. And Sam Laporta has come in as a rookie and been the best tight end in this rookie class so far and, and maybe the best tight end all the way through. They've done a great job of finding a way to get Montgomery the ball, but also including Gibbs to some extent. And now 
with Jamison Williams back, I'm even more excited about what this team's going to be with Josh Reynolds and what he's done. So I think it's just they have different ways, like we talked about before, but they have different ways now with Jamison Williams into the lineup like he did last week with that 45-yard touchdown. They've got lots of different ways they can beat you, but Jared is not letting them get beat. And I think that's the thing that Jared Goff's doing such a good job of. He's not putting them in a hole. He's putting them in a position where the defense can make a play or a guy can make a play and suddenly they're up, you know, 20 to – you know, 21 to 14, and, and they've been able to handle that. It's a, it's been impressive. Besides that, I mean, think about where they were just a year ago to where they are now. It's really got to be exciting for Detroit fans for sure. Mm, there's no question about it. Real quick to the Chiefs, and we talked some Chargers. They take on the Chiefs. Uh, they add McCole Hartman back. They bring him back from the Jets. Uh, they obviously are still looking for something, maybe some of that speed that Hartman provides in, in, uh, in their wide receiving core. Do they have enough? Like, I know they're 5-1, and one, but there's been some Mahomes magic to end up pulling some of these things out of a hat. Do they have enough based upon what's on their roster right now? I, You know, I, I'd like to say yes, but I, I, my gut instinct is, you know, I think the Chiefs have enough, obviously, to get to the postseason. And can they make a run in the postseason? Of course they can. But I said it in the preseason. I said it when, they, when the, DeAndre Hopkins was available. That's where the Chiefs made a mistake. They need somebody else besides Kelsey that they know they can go to. And then you can use your pieces of whether it's Hartman now, but whether it's Tony or it's, you know, maybe it's Rice continues to grow in that offense. But they don't have that. that who's the guy that's going to make a play for you at that moment at the wide receiver? Yeah, they have it in Kelsey, but they don't have it at wide receiver. And to me, that's going to be the Achilles heel of the Chiefs at some point in the postseason. Awesome stuff. Mark, let's talk next week. Appreciate your insight. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for having me on. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Goodyear tires. Ship, ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Still get the goosebumps. Love this guitar solo. 
Doug Gottlieb Show. Game time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You know what I think of when I think of this guitar solo? We got your Bridgestone microwave ovens, right? We got Tire Rack. They Bridgestone. They don't make microwave ovens anymore. You guys remember when you got your first microwave oven? There was a thought there that this was going to change it. There will never be an oven in your house ever again. Like, look, microwaves are still very, very useful, right? Popcorn especially. Um, I guess you can heat up things kind of quickly. But uh, the celebration in the Gottlieb household when my dad brought home, like, it was almost like he brought back a, a wildebeest and we were all hungry for us to eat, right? He brings in this microwave. Dad got a microwave, a microwave. Remember that? Remember that day? Up until this moment, yeah. Let's uh, let's get to a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Beyer, what's the game today, my friend? Doug, the game today is psychic. All right, psychic. Will an LCS series go seven games? Yes. Think it's gonna happen. I I I'm psychic. I told you it's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know which one. I, my, my my psychic powers only extend so far. You know, you were talking yesterday about like the moments that we've been missing out on. Really, I think the, sure. the the two moments have been base running blunders. Really, of this of this postseason, and and maybe they weren't the ultimate. Uh, you know, Michael Harris catch, obviously, but then it's the the base running blunder. But maybe we got one from the Diamondbacks last night. We'll see. We got a game five today coming up on Fox Sports One, and then a game four in the NLCS on TV. Kimbrel gonna Kimbrel, huh? Kim Kimbrel gonna Kimbrel. Psychic. Will Michigan be punished following the sign stealing investigation? Yeah, but it'll be a slap on the wrist. I mean, what are we really doing here? Like. Because they stole signs, ooh, nefarious. I don't. There'll be some form of punishment. People call them cheaters. I mean, I I think. I mean, my my picks are upcoming. I think a good portion of it is they're going to kick the crap out of Michigan State this weekend. That's that's one of my feelings. All right, psychic. Will this be Jim Harbaugh's last season at Michigan? No. No. Nope. 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 Because uh, because he's going to have unfinished business, because his NFL days are over, because he's just going to ride it out for the next decade or so with the uh, maize and blue? Yeah, I I just think he, this is who he is. You know, like, you know, we, it's like that it's like, you know, that ad campaign where you become our parents like he's become his dad, his dad. This is where he's. He can be himself. I don't know if he can be himself in an NFL locker room anymore. All right, Psychic. How many seasons will Deion Sanders stay at Colorado? Ooh, great question. Uh, three. Three is my answer. Um, definitely one more if, if Shador comes back, right? But I think three is the three is the answer. Somebody will throw somebody who has a lot of money will throw a bag of money. And as I told you, I don't think he leaves Colorado until the day he hears no. And he's not gonna hear no as long as his son's there. Yeah, and there's and and again, so he you know left Atlanta, went to the 49ers, and then after winning a Super Bowl with the 49ers, went to Dallas. So there is a history there, but it's also in college football you kind of don't want to stay too long. Sometimes no. coaches do, and 
it's not the best thing in the world, you know. Matt Campbell no at Iowa State is an example right now. You know, maybe he will go off and, you know, coach at the highest level or one of the biggest programs. But there was a time, what, you know, three, four, five years ago where he was the hottest name. And no question. Could have gone. I mean, some people thought he could have gone to Ohio State, sure. right? Or any of those other big jobs. And, and he, well, he turned them down or whatever happened. But the, the point is, you're right. Sometimes you can stay too long. I, I just think for Dion. I do think he's in a good position when they get into the Big 12. They can load up on players, but it'll be so different once his son leaves. I just that 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 part to it's going to be a little weird. I think. Psychic. Will the Saints move on from Dennis Allen after this season? Um, I don't think so because I think they're still very much alive in that division. And that division is not great. I mean, I think you have a greater chance of Carolina moving on from Frank Reich than you do from, from Dennis Allen. Uh, the defense, Dennis Allen's specialties, defense, or defense still very good. Um, and I'm not convinced they're that far out of it. So I'll say no. All right, Psychic, will the Jaguars finish with the best record in the AFC? They are 5-2 and two right now. Yeah. The Chiefs and yes. Dolphins are 5-1. and one. Yes. All right. It's mostly because of their schedule, not because of their greatness. Yeah. No, that that all plays a part in it. So, sure. uh, psychic, will the Raiders trade Devontae Adams before the trade deadline in a week and a half? Yes, they will. He Ooh. continues to be frustrated. I I think they'll if they can get something, you know, if they can get a high draft pick for him, I think they will. Um, you know, probably have to lose a game or two between now and then, but yes, I think they're going to trade him. All right, finally, psychic, will Andre Iguodala be remembered on the same level? As Steph, Clay, and Draymond at Golden State. No, nor should he. He's a he's a Robert Ory, right? He now he was at one point in time he was a twenty two, twenty three point a night scorer, but I mean when he had thirty in game was that game six or game seven, game six, right? That was he was open for a reason because his jump shot had kind of left him. Great teammate, super smart guy. You know, leaving to run a VC or whatever, but no, I mean he's not those guys. Not a Hall of Famer, which is fine. He's still a great key piece to the Warriors' run, and that is that's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Don't mess around next hour at all, okay? Chris Felica is going to join us. He's our betting analyst. I give you my five for five: five picks college, five picks pros, ten picks that'll make you some money. That's upcoming next to the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.